It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, you know, Rich, there have been several things on my mind that I want to touch on today. Uh, just kind of a potpourri of a lot of things that have been on my mind. But some of our listener comment lines, why we have... We have not been able to have those the last couple of three weeks. And uh, there's one here from a lady who loves some of the music we've been playing by Carol Robertson. Here it is. A few weeks back, you had Carol Robertson on, and I liked the program so much, I ordered the copy of that recording. I just loved it so much. I play it all the time, and I can't wait for my kids to come over so they can listen to certainly has helped strengthen my faith listening to bot radio programs. Thank you. Never stop doing your good work. We appreciate it so much. Well, dear lady, bless your heart. Uh, Now, that kind of tickled me because I had not heard of Carol Robertson until just a couple of three months ago, and uh, everything I heard about him then since really makes me not only like his music, but I like the message of his music. What say you, Rich? Well, I love a, a listener comment like that that shares how Bot Radio Network is helping to strengthen her walk with the Lord. That's what yeah. it's all about, helping to uh, equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Let well, me give the long. listener comment line again, 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from listeners all like right. you. All right, now listen, this listener is my new best friend because she likes the music that I like, so let's start out with that i know who holds my hand here it is i don't know about tomorrow i just live from day to day i don't borrow from its sunshine for its skies may turn to gray i don't worry for the future for i know what Jesus said And today I'll walk beside him For he knows What is ahead Many things About tomorrow I don't seem To understand But I know Who holds tomorrow And I know Who holds my hand I don't know about tomorrow It may bring me poverty But the one who feeds the sparrow Is the one who stands by me And the path that be my potion May be through the flame or flood But his presence goes before me and I'm covered Covered by his blood many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand 
song just say it rich it's wonderful we have confidence in the lord now i'll tell you what another listener had called some time ago and they said uh, uh, we had done some patriotic music and patriotic things and they just loved it and it made me think you know we live in a nation where our first president president george washington said these very words it is impossible to rightly govern without god and the Bible. How many children in school even know that the first president of the United States said that? And there's a lot more also. Daniel Webster said, whatever makes men good Christians also makes them good citizens. Well, man alive, how many scholars and how many uh, college young people that are supposed to know American history even knew that that was a part, that was the longing, that was the recognition of the people that struggled to give us America in the first place. How do you feel, Rich, when you see somebody refusing to even acknowledge our flag? How do you feel when you see somebody either take a knee or, during one of the debates just a few days ago, somebody refused to put their hand over their heart while the national anthem was playing? How does that make you feel, Rich, as an American citizen? Well, that's an interesting question about how it makes you feel. It makes me feel angry a little bit at first and makes me feel angry, but that also fills me with a, with a sense of pity for a person like that that just doesn't understand what they're doing. Well, it's our flag. It's our flag. It's the flag of the United States of America. And I'll tell you this, people paid a big price that we could have the freedom that we're enjoying today, or maybe even the freedom not to acknowledge the flag. That's what makes America very, very different. Now, here's something that I want our listeners to listen to very carefully, because America did not come without sacrifice. America did not come without pain and without loss. This is what Francis Scott Key uh, said about the Star Spangled or uh, about Well, he wrote this. the Star Spangled Banner. Well, absolutely. This is is this the story about that? Well, it is, and I want the listeners to enjoy it now. There was a lawyer once his name was Francis Scott Key. He penned a song that I'm sure you're aware of. You've seen it. It's in most hymnals throughout our churches. It's called the National Anthem. It is our song as an American. We go, however, to a ball game, we stand in our church services and we sing the words of that song and they float over our minds and our lips and we don't even realize what we're singing. Most of us have memorized it as a child, but we've never really thought about what it means. Let me tell you a story. Francis Scott Key was a lawyer in Baltimore. The colonies were engaged in vicious conflict with the mother country, Britain. Because of this conflict and the protractedness of it, they had accumulated prisoners on both sides. The American colonies had prisoners and the British had prisoners. And the American government initiated a move. They went to the British and they said, let us negotiate for the release of these prisoners. They said, we want to send a man out to discuss this with you. They were holding the American prisoners in boats about a thousand yards offshore. And they said, we want to send a man by the name of Francis Scott Key. He will come out and negotiate to see if we can make a mutual exchange. On the appointed day in a rowboat, he went out to this boat and he negotiated with the British officials. And they reached a conclusion that men could be exchanged on a one-for-one -one basis. Francis Scott Key, jubilant with the fact that he'd been successful, went down below in the boats and what he found was a cargo hold full of humanity, men. And he said, men, I've got news for you tonight, you're free. 
He said, tonight I have negotiated successfully your return to the colonies. He said, you'll be taken out of this boat, out of this filth, out of your chains. As he went back up on board to arrange for their passage to the shore, the admiral came and he said, we have a slight problem. He said, we will still honor our commitment to release these men, but it'll be merely academic after tonight. And Francis Scott Key said, what do you mean? He said, well, Mr. Key, he said, tonight we have laid an ultimatum upon the colonies. Your people will either capitulate and lay down the colors of that flag that you think so much of, or you see that fort right over there, Fort Henry? He said, we're going to remove it from the face of the earth. He said, how are you going to do that? He said, if you will, scan the horizon of the sea. And as he looked, he could see hundreds of little dots. And he said, that's the entire British war fleet. He said, all of the gunpowder, all of the armament is being called upon to demolish that fort. It will be here within striking distance in a matter of about two and a half hours. He said, the war is over. These men would be free anyway. He said, you can't shell that fort. He said, that's, that's a large fort. He said, it's full of women and children. He says, it's predominantly not a military fort. He said, don't worry about it. They said, we've left them a way out. And he said, what's that? He said, do you see that flag way up on the rampart? He said, we have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately. And we'll know that they've surrendered, and you'll now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. And they said, how many ships? He said, hundreds. The ships got closer. Francis Scott Key went back up on top, and he said, men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch. As twilight began to fall, and as the haze hung over the ocean as it does at sunset, suddenly the British war fleet unleashed. <coughs> He says the sound was deafening. There were so many guns that there were no reliefs. He said it was absolutely impossible to talk or hear. He said suddenly the sky, although dark, was suddenly lit. And he says from down below, all he could hear the men, the prisoners, saying was, Tell us where the flag is. What have they done with the flag? Is the flag still flying over the rampart? Tell us. One hour, two hours, three hours into the shelling. Every time the bomb would explode and it would be close to the flag, they could see the flag in the illuminated red glare of that bomb. And Francis Scott Key would report down to the men below, it's still up. It's not down. The admiral came and he said, your people are insane. He said, what's the matter with them? He said, don't they understand this is an impossible situation? Francis Scott Key said, he remembered what George Washington had said. He said, the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. The Admiral said, we have now instructed all of the guns to focus on the rampart to take that flag down. He said, we don't understand something. Our reconnaissance tells us that that flag has been hit directly again and again and again, and yet it's still flying. We don't understand that. But he said, now we're about to bring every gun for the next three hours to bear on that point. Francis Scott Key said the barrage was unmerciful. All that he could hear 
was the men down below praying. The prayer. God, keep that flag flying where we last saw it. Sunrise came. He said there was a heavy mist hanging over the land, but the rampart was tall enough. There stood the flag, completely nondescript, in shreds. The flagpole itself was at a crazy angle, but the flag was still at the top. Francis Scott Key went aboard and immediately went into Fort Henry to see what had happened. What he found had happened was that that flagpole and that flag had suffered repetitious direct hits. And when hit had fallen. But men, fathers, who knew what it meant for that flag to be on the ground. Although knowing that all of the British guns were trained on it, walked over and held it up humanly until they died their bodies were removed and others took their place Francis Scott Key said what held that flagpole in place at that unusual angle were Patriots bodies he penned the song oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming. Or the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Oh say, does that star-spangled banner yet fly and wave? or the land of the free and the home of the brave. The debt was demanded. The price, it was paid. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proud At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watch so gallantly streaming and Say, does that star 
of the world right now, we are told that Christians, those who love the Lord and worship God, uh, they are the ones being persecuted. They are the ones that are being vilified. Uh, And yet here in America, the one thing we have is freedom. Freedom. And it was bought and it was paid for so that we could do what we're doing this morning or this afternoon whenever people are hearing this broadcast. I was thinking of Nike shoe company that uh, eliminated the sneakers that they were going to come out with with the Betsy Ross flag on it, the American yeah. flag, yeah. and uh, because it was controversial somehow. Uh, controversial but this is somehow. that the the flag is what unites us as Americans. Yeah, you know, isn't that interesting? Maybe that's what the problem is with the flag because the flag is a uniter, not a divider. The flag is the symbol of the freedom of America, and of course, of course, we have not been a perfect people. Right. Who is, for goodness sake, go back through history. I mean, human nature is human nature, but it always, it always is our acknowledgement of one nation under God that slowly brings us where we never leave in the first place. Rich, when I was a youngster, I remember a popular singer by the name of Kate Smith. Now, I don't know. She certainly wasn't a gospel singer, or not that I know of a Christian, you know, soloist or anything like that. But she was a popular singer, and she caught sight of this song and made it popular all over America, sang it in concert halls and everywhere else. I can remember singing this in high school assemblies and things like that. Uh, listen to this song, folks, and see if you don't agree. It's a component it's a component right now that we are sadly missing in our dialogue of politics or policy or whatever you want to say. Listen to this. God bless America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above, from
uh, when I was listening to that, I was thinking, home, home. If you don't want to be here, where do you want to go? Where is home? Can you think of another nation? Can you think of another nation you'd rather be? Or another nation you'd rather be part of? You and I both, Rich, have traveled many different foreign countries on individual trips. Where where do you want to stay, though, and call home more than America? And, you know, you said it was not a perfect country. Of course, no place is perfect. We live in a fallen world. But America was founded on the highest ideals, and we're striving to attain those ideals. And uh, it's a wonderful place to live, and I thank God that I was born here in America and have an opportunity to live my life here. Well, now, President Abraham Lincoln, my word, had these very words that he said And it's in quotes, and I read them exactly as he gave them. He said, but for the Bible, we could not know right from wrong. All things most desirable for man's welfare are to be found portrayed in it. The more we get away from the Bible, the more we want to not acknowledge the Constitution. And pretty soon you just have chaos, don't you? Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, listen, let's let's deal with some of our listener comments that we haven't had time in the past to deal with. Um, there's one here from a Justin uh, that I heard earlier. I want our listeners to hear it. Here it is. Yes, my name is Justin, and since my conversion, I instantly went to the radio to find a, a Christian broadcast station and went through a couple of them. And whenever I found Bot Radio, to hear the preaching of God, really, it was the meat and potatoes that I was needing. Uh, I really like David Jeremiah and Paul Blair. So keep up the good work, and thank you. And I'll be praying for those who listen and call. Yeah, isn't that nice, Rich? The meat and potatoes. Yeah, the meat and the potatoes. Um, the Word of God. Uh, the preaching, by the way, of the Word of God. You know, as you and I look through the transcripts, from the listener comment line, over and over and over again is the preaching and the teaching of the Bible that the people are so hungry for. Absolutely. Now, he mentioned David Jeremiah. Uh, started out in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Started out in Fort Wayne, Indiana. As a matter of fact, that's where you and I first met him when we, when we put that radio station in Fort right. Wayne so that preaching programs could be heard. Remember, that's when John MacArthur just first started, and also Chuck Swindoll. That's a long time ago. It is. Let me give that listener comment line, 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. We'd like to hear from you. If yeah. you would tell us what your favorite radio programs are, yeah. the ones that are having the biggest impact in your life, we'd, we'd love to have that information. Yeah, or why you listen. Now, listen, here is a lady. Hey, folks, listen up to this. Who would think there's a lady who drives 200 miles every day? Here's what she said. Hi, I'm calling from central Kansas. I drive about 200 miles every day, and I have bought radio on from about 4 o'clock in the morning till I go to bed at night about 10. What I particularly like to listen to, I appreciate the team between Dick Bott and his son, Rich. I appreciate that one. I like Matt Staver. Uh, I like to listen to Tony Perkins. Uh, we just appreciate Bottom, a long-time listener, and intend to keep my radio station tuned to you guys. Thank you so much. Just keep up the good work. Uh, isn't that nice, Rich? You know what? 
Uh, I, I, wait, I'm going to make an executive decision here. Here's another one, lady that's been listening a long time. Here it is. Hi, my name is Katie, and I have been listening to Bot Radio since I was 16 years old, and I am 43 years old now. So for 27 years, I found you guys on the back of a milk carton when I worked at a grocery store and I was putting milk away. And it has been a life-changing and life-saving ministry to me for all these years. It has just been absolutely incredible. You guys are just a tremendous blessing. And the Lord just really uses um, the pastors on Bot Radio to speak and minister to everybody. Thanks again. God bless. And Rich, you see, that was a time when a dairy company, uh, this was 30 years ago, and the dairy company, they, they had the Bot Radio Network advertised on their milk cartons. Wasn't that something? I remember that campaign. Uh, it was a promotional campaign with yeah. the dairy there in the St. Louis area. I and that's what the Lord used to introduce her to yeah. Bot Radio Network, where she found the Lord and grew. All right. This grew. is Dick Bot. Oh, we're out of time, Rich. This is Dick Bot with Rich. And as a public service, with this chapter, The Complete Story, I'll see you later. 